My name is Drake McRae, aka Drax1 Million, and thank you for tuning in to the Drax Sportscast. Today we have a very interesting show for you. Things have been kind of winding down in the NFL from the start of NFL free agency. The biggest names have kind of found their home. There are still some big names on the market, but there doesn't seem to be reports or progress on the likes of Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Jadavion Clowney. Things have kind of halted a bit, taken a step back. And so, as a result of that, the focus is turning to the near future of the NFL draft. That's right, we're getting near draft season. Now, there were concerns about to whether or not we were going into draft season, right? With all the chaos going on around the world as a result of, you know, coronavirus, we're all aware a lot of quarantine shutdowns, other sports leagues shutting down. We didn't know whether the NFL would follow suit with its offseason program. Now, obviously, free agency continued, but there were big talks about whether or not the NFL draft would start on time. A lot of general managers, a lot of executives, even players, were concerned as to whether or not it should start on time and whether or not it would start on time. Well, we know the answer to that as of right now. Because Roger Goodell sent out a notice saying that the draft date was set, that it's going to happen in April. and. During this announcement, during what he sent out, he sent out a warning of public discussion. He doesn't want executives and coaches talking about any kind of disdain for what is happening, right? Any kind of uh, objections towards the start date of that. So, I first of all, I think that's uh, that's interesting you know he knows there'll be backlash i think some part of him knows that most people don't want it to start on time it's a business decision he knows that he can get all the attention on the nfl right now and henceforth he's saying no since we don't have games since we don't have crazy stadiums and fans we'll just take the fans out and do the draft I don't think most coaches like that. Executives don't like that because they can't meet with players. They can't do the same kind of workouts and scouting. And that's a, that's really hard. It'll be a lot of sending in tape from players. It'll be a lot of virtual phone calls and whatnot and virtual meetings. So what is the NFL draft going to look like? It's obviously going to be very different. Las Vegas is closed down. Um, the fans are not gonna be there like what's it gonna look like i have a feeling it's going to be a very virtual draft that it's gonna be goodell um announcing things there'll be video cameras of like small rooms with just a couple of executives all the players will be at home and on the phone like it's gonna be i think it's gonna be really really awkward and weird but everyone's going to be watching because what else are you going to do the tv ratings will be exceptional for the nfl draft so we know the draft will go on as planned that's going to happen no matter what what we don't know is what it's going to look like and what the process is going to be for coaches so you might see some interesting things about who gets drafted where you know the first round is usually pretty set there are some surprises but that usually lies in like what quarterback gets drafted where that's all anyone really cares about there's um 
always arguments say about like should the Giants have drafted Saquon Barkley well it looks like that's probably going to work out because they got Daniel Jones the next year who surprisingly is a pretty good quarterback um despite the fumbles which he can work on so it's going to be an interesting draft it's going to be very different but we know it's happening and for NFL fans that's the most important thing it is a sense of normalcy it is a sense of okay um our favorite sport is heading in the right direction to start on time, even though some people have a lot of concerns for that. Now, there are a lot of quarterbacks in this draft, and as we stated earlier, there are a lot of quarterbacks, big names, a couple of big names, not a lot, a couple of big names. There was a lot earlier, of course, but as it stands right now, still some big names on the market. People we know, people who've been starters for a while are still on the market. And we have teams with quarterback needs who are going into the draft in the top 10. And there's a bevy of coveted quarterbacks and a couple of quarterbacks that we haven't been talking about who are on the rise in the rankings to be drafted. So in order to help me discuss that, I'm getting my buddy Chris Schumacher, who's a diehard football fan, a diehard fantasy football fan, very, very, um, informed about what is going on in the nfl consistently and has good takes for the most part for the most part <laughs> no I, I kid i kid he's brilliant he really knows what he's talking about so my buddy chris will be on the phone and we will discuss quarterbacks in the nfl and quarterbacks in the draft and what we think is going to happen in regards to that good morning chris how are you doing today i'm good man just trying to get through this quarantine yeah man it's rough stuff i think it's rough stuff for all of us but luckily the nfl is here it is continuing with its off-season program and uh it sure is nice for us football fans to have some normalcy there something we need something yeah exactly so continuing with uh discussing quarterbacks currently still going in the nfl Jameis winston is still on the market what do you think the future holds for Jameis? what do you think of him as a player so my thing with Jameis is, we I mean, it's no secret, 30 for 30, right? Yeah. Uh, first quarterback to do that. However, I think some of that blame needs to be put on the head coach. That's his system. His system is chuck it and see what happens. That's always been his system. Uh, that's why, you know, I'm not sure if Tom Brady's the fit for him, but that's what he does. So, you know, yes, Jameis already had some of those struggles and kicks were not new to him, but... The increase of interceptions was definitely the system that Bruce Arians put in place. Well, given some take there, I think a lot of it is like, if you watch his film, some of it is just his decision making is bizarre at times. Like sometimes his brain just seems to turn off for a play and it's very costly. And I think that is why they look at behaviors at quarterback position when they're doing the draft because he's had bad decisions making all the way back to college off the field and they look at that as uh, he doesn't he has bad decision making i think part of it is that right i think part of it is seeing the field and he doesn't see it all um and i don't know if uh, the eye surgery is really gonna help what i think is gonna help is a coach like bill belichick no if there is a place for Jameis Winston to go, it is the New England Patriots. That is the best team suited to get the most out of Jameis Winston. Man. However, I don't know if New England really wants to chase a quarterback right now, and I know they don't want to pay 
what Jameis wants. I think Jameis is going to clearly have to come down on his asking price. He's asking for over $30 million a year right now. And I don't think or I know he's not going to get that. I don't think he makes 20 this year. I, I could agree with that. You know, in that 20 range, 18 to 20, I think is where he's at. I just, I don't know if New England wants to pay for that. You know, I have my own opinions on what they're going to do. But if there's a place for him, it's New England. If not, he's going to be a backup or an XFL very soon. I would, I could definitely see him as a backup. That's my prediction for him. I think my only issue with the New England take, that's a hot take, first of all. I appreciate that. My thing with it is that, um, first of all, I don't know how the Patriots are going to, I know they could, but I don't know if they'd be willing for a guy like Jameis to work around the small amount of cap space they have to make it work to get him. And the other issue is if there's anything Bill Belichick hates its turnovers more than anything in the world he just wants to keep the ball moving nice and slow he'd much rather punt it than have an interception and i think that'd be a big deterrent for him going for Jameis. but if there's anything bill belichick loves it's taking players with bad images that have been cast away from the league and trying to make something of them he's done it time in and time out and if he can take Jameis and turn him into a Super Bowl champion, it's just another notch on his credible resume. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Belichick does it for the ego. I think it's more like a, uh, you oh, know, I he just likes to disagree. win. But I, I don't I think it's. Disagree. I I agree that you know if anybody is going to make Jameis a stud, it would be Bill Belichick, and we know Jameis is talented, right? Like when he's hot, like he threw for five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. So if you take away the interceptions, like he was right in that interview we had, like if you look at the numbers and take away the picks, it's like, yeah, he's a pretty damn good quarterback. James Wilson is the only quarterback in the NFL right now that keeps both teams in it all game, <laughs> all day. I mean, seriously, he's throwing interceptions and touchdowns like no other. It doesn't matter. He just throws it up and someone's going to catch. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and I think that's his mindset too sometimes is I'm just going to throw this football and hopefully you know, Mike Evans will catch. Yeah. And hopefully I, Godwin will catch it. I mean, that, that, and that would be, I think, a struggle going to New England is like they do not have that number one receiver. He had two number ones in Tampa Bay to help him out, you know? He did have two very good weapons. I think that is why Tom Brady went there. Um, so, yes, I don't think they have the weapons per se right now, but there are a bunch of receivers in this draft and weapons to go draft if that's what you want to do. However, we know Bill Belichick. I mean, besides the first-round draft pick spent last year on a receiver, he does not do that. Hasn't the whole time. That was the first time he's ever done it uh, since being the head coach of a Patriot, of the Patriots. He does not do that. He goes defense, defense, defense. I also think that is why Tom was fed up. It's always about the defense and not about the offense. And, you know, I'm sitting out here and I'm the GOAT and I get no credit from my team. He obviously gets the credit from everybody else, but he didn't get it inside of his own organization besides Daddy Kraft. Well, this is true, right? But at the same time, I think why the Patriots didn't want Tom anymore, the reason they didn't want that, um, want to send him that offer is that... If you look at the best quarterbacks in the NFL, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has weapons, right? And um, 
You look at oh, Lamar I... Jackson, right? Like Lamar Jackson, his weapons are three tight ends, a rookie wide receiver, and Willie Sneed, and he made it work. If you look at Russell Wilson, yeah, he had Tyler Lockett, but then his third wide receiver was, was who? David Moore, and his second wide receiver, again, was a rookie. The best quarterbacks nowadays are athletic guys that make it work. Tom Brady isn't that anymore. And so it's like, I think they're looking for, and that's why I think they'll go for a young guy. I mean, if Jordan Loves falls to them, you know, they'd take him. They're looking the, for an athletic young guy who can work with the weapons they have because Brady can't do that anymore. He can't carry the team. And I think that's why, you know, everyone thought they'd trade for Andy Dalton. I think that's why hey, they didn't. But there, I think there's other you know, reasons and why they're not. I mean, Brian Warren, who they bring in, I think there's a reason for that. Um, I don't know if the Patriots want to win this year. And it wouldn't be dumb of them to do that. There is the best quarterback coming out next year mm -hmm. that we've seen since maybe Andrew Luck. And two of he was healthy. We'll get into that. But Man. So, I, you know, I think that's why they're not going after the Andy Dalton, the Jameis Winston, the Cam Newtons, because I think they know they can win with that, but it's not their long-term plan. And they have it. What I know about Bill Belichick is he, he didn't let Tom Brady walk and not have a long-term plan. Garoppolo was his long-term plan. That that didn't work out for reasons we all know. And now he has a long-term plan. We just can't see it, or we're not trying to see it. Because it, to me, it's pretty obvious when you bring in Brian, Brian Hoyer and no one else what your plan is. I can I can and agree I with that. I think if they start shipping out some of these defensive players that are out of the last year of their contract, they might start shipping these guys out. And all the young defensive core, but the older veterans might start getting shipped out. That's what I was. I that's what I was going to to mention is that you know you look at what they're doing. They have a lot of guys on one year contracts. They've allowed a lot of defensive players to walk. Um, they haven't gone and gotten these stud offensive players, and their quarterback is Jason Stidham right now or Brian Hoyer. Now, when you look at that, like I don't believe Bill Belichick would tank, but at the same time. He might like I don't I don't know I'm not in his head. So, you know, you know I talked to my brother about this. I think the one part about the tanking that's bad is he takes this year, right? And people, I know see this years ago the Patriots are bad. Tom Brady goes out and let's say gets to the NFC Championship game or does well, however it ends up. In the short term, that looks really bad on Bill Belichick, right? But if Tom Brady never won the Super Bowl outside of the Patriots, or maybe wins one, and Bill takes this year for Lawrence and wins two or three without Brady, but in the long run, it's better for him. And I think Bill Belichick at this point, he probably has five to seven years left. At least in the long term, not this one year. At least thinking I can draft these defensive players, keep my young core of defense and offense, and get rid of the rest. Around what I want hey Chris, hey Chris, can I ask you to uh, to adjust your phone there a bit? Um, you're coming in a bit uh, yes. a bit crunchy. Is it better? That is better. Yes, thank you. So we'll see what he does now. If he ends up going out trading for something like that, I think that will tell you everything you need to know. But if he doesn't go get someone other than Brian Horner or Stidham, I think the writing is on the wall of what he's about to do. Yeah. 
I think Bill Belichick in any game will try to win, but I would not be surprised to see that general management be in an intention to say, okay, this isn't clear. This clearly isn't our year. We are not set up for it with our cap space and the, the hole we've put ourselves in. But next year, they will have an incredible amount of cap space if they can kind of get like one of those top picks or trade in for it and get. We all know, we all know Trevor Lawrence, if he was on the Patriots, it whole. Oh, Oh, that would be nasty. That would be unreal. I think we can all agree him with Bill Belichick and whoever Bill Belichick gives the keys to after this, because he probably already has that plan put in place. It's going to be a coach that can follow right in his footsteps. I think there's two that are on the top to replace Bill Belichick. Obviously, Josh McDaniel and his son. Yep. Those are the two. One of them will take over, and I think they'll fall right in his footsteps footsteps so he has a plan and it's just what that plan is we'll have to wait and see but I you know and like you said the, 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 here's the problem you said the general management one the general management is the, always the one that take not head coaches the problem is the head coach and the, and the general manager is the same person yeah right the exact same person so he has to think with both heads and decide what's best and I, and I think in the end he's got a tank, but we'll see. Uh, if he starts losing and they only win one or two games, everyone's gonna know what they're doing. Yeah, I because agree. even with the talent they have, even with Brian Hoare, he can go out and win eight games if he wants to win mm -hmm. eight games. So we'll see in the long run. I do want to take one step back because you did say one thing, and everyone says this right when you're pointing out the quarterbacks of today and the mobile and their weapons. Everyone says, oh, Patrick Mahomes has all these weapons. He has two that were there and already weapons before him. The other weapons, Patrick Mahomes made with. They, they were nothing. One was a rookie. The other hadn't done much. Sammy Watkins had done nothing up into his career until he came and was with Patrick Mahomes. So to say he has all these weapons, no, he makes these people weapons. There's only two that were weapons. He made everyone else what they are now because of how great he is. Well, that's and what I the best quarterbacks do, right? And exactly. Tom Brady wasn't that. He couldn't, he had Julian Edelman, but he Julian that, Edelman, but yeah, Julian he Edelman was, was Tom Brady's safety net. You know, he couldn't make Muhammad Sanu and these other guys like Philip Dorsett, he didn't make them into studs, but like, like you're saying, Patrick Mahomes made great players. Lamar Jackson, like, no, Nick Boyle, Nick Boyle was a coveted trade target who got paid and who cared? nobody knew who Nick Boyle was before Lamar Jackson was running two tight end sets, you know? Um Yeah, exactly. Um freaking Willie Sneed had his best season. Marquise Brown is now going to be one of the coveted receivers in fantasy football. Russell Wilson, he he made DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, if he goes anywhere else, I don't think he would be what he is. People are talking about him as a future superstar. Tyler Lockett, one of the best receivers in terms of uh, efficiency in football. You need a great quarterback to do that. Receivers. So, yeah, if Metcalf goes to anywhere besides, you know, the Seahawks, Ravens, some, you know, someone with a great quarterback, you know, Texans, Chiefs, someone like that. Um, there's only one receiver I know of that has, has never needed a quarterback and still done what he's done, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Right? He's the only receiver in the league that can go play with anybody. Any quarterback, doesn't matter. Any other receiver, they're going to be great because of who 
They play with Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. All had great quarterbacks. Randy Moss is a question mark, but he had a decent um okay before before we move on to our our next player who's still in free agency since we're on the topic of the patriots quarterback um what do you think about all the talk people have about deshaun watson right now because i'm hearing i'm obviously you know deshaun watson is um vocally unhappy although you know yeah he needs out but do you think do you think the Patriots would make a move for Deshaun Watson 100%. right 100%. now? 100%. If you can get Deshaun Watson, you make that move. Look, Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to be great. I think we all think he's going to be great, right? Can't miss. However, Brian Leaf was considered can't miss, right? So we already know what Deshaun Watson is. It's not a question mark. He's not. He's still young, right? He's still young. It's not a question mark. You've got to get 10 to 12 years out of this kid. Uh go get him if you can and I think why people think they'll go get him is look pretty soon Billy O'Brien's gonna have to decide because that kid is not happy and who better to send him to than who you've worked with the organization you came from who made you they have that relationship they've done trades in the past I wouldn't be of course he wants him but what the price is that's not gonna be a second rounder in David Johnson okay that's not the price for Deshaun Watson and I think they also got to think about that. The Texans, if you get, if you trade him to the Patriots for however many first rounders, those are going to be very late in the draft first rounders. What do you okay. think the uh, What do you think the cost of him would be? Oh, you're talking off top. Stephen Gilmore's got to go with him. You're talking uh, three first rounders, I yeah. would say, yeah. and a couple seconds. I it's would, not going to be cheap. I would say it would probably be the highest amount ever paid for a player. I would. I, I agree. I would have to say. Sam, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. If you want those guys, you're paying a very, very steep price. I would have to say I agree on the three first rounders. I don't think they would need to give up Stephon Gilmore, but you would definitely have to it's give up like uh, if you wanted, you know, if three you, first if rounders said, at least. I would agree. And then some icing agree. on the cake for sure. But the truth is, Billy O'Brien with DeAndre Hopkins was feeling to get in the way. You, you could easily get more than a second and fucking a bad contract. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I so, agree. It was a terrible trade. Uh, the Cardinals got a lot better for uh, almost nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah. And yeah. as a Seahawks fan, that hurts me. It's okay. You know what? You got to beat the best to be the best, right? Yeah, okay. There you go. There you go. All right, we're moving on here. Um, The other free agent that's still coveted on the market in terms of the quarterback position is, we all know, Cameron Newton. Cammy Newton. Um, What do you think about him as a player as it stands right now? Oh, looks like like the legendary Dog Baldwin has an opinion on the matter. Um, he's a he's not a big Cam Newton fan. He's letting us know. But uh, what do you think of him as a player and his potential future in the NFL? So I think this one's more intriguing than Jameis Winston. Uh, with Jameis, I think his Patriots are backup. Period. Um, I think there's going to be more of a market for Cam Newton, but I think teams want to meet with him, see his health, and it's hard to do right now with where the world's at and everything going on. And I think that that. That is what's holding Cam Newton up. I think if this was a regular offseason, he would already have been signed with the team. 
Um, I think because teams want him to get checked out by their doctors and, and see where he's at in his recovery with his foot and his shoulder and, and all the injuries Cam's had over the years is what's holding it up. But I, if look at it, before he got hurt like two years ago, uh, he was having his best season, better than his MVP season. Better accuracy, better throwing, everything was getting better uh, under Nov Turner, and then he gets hurt and he can't win a game after that, right? And then he ends up on the bench this whole year. So I think some people forgetting how good Cam Newton is, but I think there are teams, look, the Chargers are saying Tyrod Taylor is their starter. That's not the case. No. Uh, I think we can all agree. Look, I love Tyrod Taylor, a great backup, great professional. He's not a starting quarterback in this league. He's proven that. Um, Cam is a starting quarterback in this league, even if it's, you know, 20 and, you know, he might not be the top anymore, but he definitely could be top 15 in this league right now. Definitely with the way the league is is, is moving towards mobile quarterbacks. Um, I think the Chargers would be a great landing spot for him. I, I agree. And, and look, I agree. Even look, even a team that just took uh, Philip Rivers in the Colts, that's a one-year deal. If you can have Cam Newton as your backup or just he doesn't play this year, that's another team that can do that. Philip Rivers is not the answer in, in the Indianapolis Colts. We all know that. It's a one-year, give me to my next quarterback deal. Right? Now, obviously, I think Colts would be a long shot, but the Chargers, I think, is a very high possibility. Mm-hmm. I do want to put, you know, what I've been hearing is, oh, the Bengals should go get him and trade for that is not happening. No, that will not happen. They are not going to go off of Joe Burrow for uh, maybe and in, in Newton. Okay, that's not going to happen. However, a team like the Dolphins, if they don't like Tua, uh, the Lions, you know, we all know Matt Stafford wants out. Uh, the Chargers, all teams, even even the San Francisco 49ers will not be crazy. Uh, I don't you know. I like Jimmy G. I don't think the head coach likes Jimmy G. Um, and I think they think he gave up in the Super Bowl. So there's plenty of teams still on the table. I, I think the Chargers would be the top of that list. Uh, but I think there's a market for him. They're just waiting until they can speak to him in person with doctors. So I think I think part of the reason Cam hasn't been signed yet is simply because the teams that need quarterbacks right now are all lying in the top 10 picks of the draft, right? And there are, I would say four, I would say there's four quarterbacks in the draft who could go in the top 10. So really, I think most teams are just waiting to see how the draft shakes up, you know, like how it turns out. And um, I would say that once the draft is over is when we're going to see both Jameis Winston and Cam Newton sign with teams who still need quarterbacks. But we need to see how it shakes out because there'll be trades, there'll be surprises, there'll be teams that make some incredible offer to go get one of those quarterbacks that a team just can't refuse, and then that team still needs a quarterback. I would agree. I also want to point out that uh, True Lock, this shows to me that... uh, He's the guy, because Denver always goes against these quarterbacks, right? Joe Flacco, Peyton Manning, they always take risks. And for them not to go after Cam or Damis shows me that. Drew is their guy going forward. Oh, yeah. That is who they, I wasn't sure at the end of the season, but this proves to me that they think they have their quarterback. I mean, they won four of their last five with him. You know, I think Drew Locke's a good quarterback. 
I do too. I'll own the Hallman, um, but I think he. I don't think he'll ever be top tier. But you know, middle tier can win you games with a good defense, good running game. I think he can be that. Yeah, I don't. So I mean, in terms of Drew Locke, I just think it's too soon to tell. Um, yeah, but he his arm strength is just incredible. Um, the big thing, the knock on him coming out of college was his decision making, and last season towards you know, the back half of the season when he was the starter. He had games where he slung the ball and he found success, but he also played it safe in games against like the Lions and whatnot, where they seemed to have a lead, but they couldn't quite get it going against the secondary. He didn't force passes. He allowed them to punt and let the defense do work and just keep him in the game. And that shows maturity, right? But here's the thing with that. What, uh, my biggest thing is everyone says like, yeah, yeah he's a good... Gunslinger is a lost art, okay? One of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. My favorite quarterback to ever play, Brett Favre, hey. was a gunslinger. That's the and first jersey I ever risk. had, dude. <laughs> he took risks. That man took risks. He threw a lot of interceptions, okay? No one would say he's not great, though. No one would not say he's not top. Now, maybe he wins another Super Bowl if he's not that mentality, maybe. But gunslingers are needed. It's just how you go. You have to be amazing at everything else you do to where they don't look at those interceptions. Because in the time, no one was looking at Brett Favre's interceptions, okay? Because of how amazing he was in the plays he made and some of the pinpoint throws he made. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think, yeah, obviously you're throwing 30 for 30, that's a problem. But, you know, if you're, you're throwing 30, 40 touchdowns with all those yards and you're throwing 15 to 17 picks and you're, you're just making plays, I think it was like Jameis before. That's what Jameis was before. Uh, until he started throwing all these interceptions. So I, I think, it, you know, it, it, as long as you're not throwing a, an immense amount of interceptions, it's okay to be a gunslinger. And I would say, like, the thing about Jameis that gets me and versus Brett Favre, right, is even Brett had his seasons with 20 interceptions, right? But you're absolutely right. If you're th- throwing 30 or 40 touchdowns, let me tell you, 29 looks so much better than 30 and when your last pass is a pick six on your 30th interception to lose the last game of the season i'm telling you that one pass cost Jameis winston a multi-year deal it was that millions it cost them millions it could honestly get them to the xfl yeah yeah i mean it was huge And and that's the thing brett Favre never threw 30 interceptions and that's that's a big deal a 30 for 30 is a huge deal and that's the other thing I think we need to think with Andy Dalton, Cam Manoon, and, and uh, Janice. There's definitely going to be backup roles for them in the NFL, right? But all three of these guys have made money. So it's not really about the money at this point. They've made uh, plenty of it. If they still want to be starters, they really, at least one of them, will look at the XFL. It's not about money, and I think they'll get paid more than a normal XFL quarterback because they have names. And I think they honestly might go there just to being a starter because there's I definitely the, backup roles for them i think Jameis wants money i think that's why he wants 30 mil he's still coming off his rookie contract i'm i'm assuming Jameis will be in the nfl i think cam will be a starter in the nfl he's too good andy dalton i would not be surprised to see in the xfl actually i can agree with that i i think that would be the one uh i don't like i said i think cam will get a starting job if he didn't though i don't think he would be okay being a backup uh, I, I so, do. I do think he will end up being a Charger. That's where I got him going. 
uh, at this point as a charger. So, but we'll see what with the draft. I think you make a good play with the draft, and I also think it has to do with the you know what's going on in in the world right now and the lack of being able to travel and you know see that's why I think might hold up to it. Honestly, and we'll get to that in a minute. But this whole thing, anyone that has an injury or or underlying injuries, it's going to take longer to get signed or draft drafted because they can't see them. They can't have their doctors meet with them. That's kind of what held Tom Brady up for a little bit. Even though we knew he was going to the bus, he had to get that physical done. Mm. And they had to find someone to do it where he was at. Yeah. So, uh, Moving, moving on, since we brought it up, moving on, we are going to talk about the quarterbacks in the NFL draft. So we know a lot of teams are going to be drafting quarterbacks this year. There are the top two most coveted quarterbacks, um, as we know now, which are Tua and, of course, um, uh, Brain Fart, bro. <laughs> Oh hey, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, hey, what's wrong Joe. with you, bro? Sorry, it's early hey, in the morning, Joe. dude. I always see here like my head goes Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, and I get that J mixed up, and my brain just sat on Justin Herbert. I was like, what? <laughs> call, we call him Big Game Joe over here. Like Big Joe Game Nader. Joe. I like that. I can I can remember Big Game Joe. Oh yeah. So uh, those would be my top two. Um, and I, I think we all know, you know, Joe's going to go number one. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think there's reasons that that, uh, obviously, Tua got hurt. I, I think if Tua doesn't get hurt, there's no there's no talking about this. Tua's the number one draft pick. It's, it's not even up for question. But when you've had three or four surgeries just in college, you have a smaller body frame, uh, you've been hurt, now it's your hip, and hips can be a dangerous one, right? We all know you might not heal correctly from that. Uh, that's what, what made the perfect timing of everything that happened this season for Joe Burrow to be the number one. My shockingly, what I'm so shocked about is this is an Ohio kid and he seems to not want to go to the bank at all. Like that kid does not want to go. So, I, you know, I don't know what, who his team was growing up. I'm, I'm going to guess maybe the Cleveland Browns because he does not want to go to the Bengals and, and that's his hometown. He even went to Ohio State is where he originally went to college. You know, he just didn't get any playing time there and had to, you know, uh, transfer. But, you know, a Ohio kid is hard to pass on if you're the Bengals. And I think that's why if anyone wants to go up, like, there's a lot of talk that that's who the Dolphins want. If the Dolphins want to come get him, it's going to cost you a lot. I don't think the Dolphins are going to go get him. I I truly believe that the Dolphins want, want Tua. To pick. I think the Dolphins be, want Tua. It could be smoke and screens for the people underneath, you know, because you know, you know, they kind of messed it up for themselves. They won those, you know, last, you know, five games, which was great, but it didn't do anything. You didn't get in the playoffs, and now you're sitting there at what five? Yeah. Uh, so, kind of messed them up, and we, and no one knows what the Lions are gonna do. I think that's the biggest thing is no one knows what the Lions are gonna do or the Redskins, right? Everyone assumes that Ron Rivera is gonna take Chase Young. But Dwayne Haskins is not his quarterback, okay? He did not draft Dwayne Haskins. He has no emotional connection to Dwayne Haskins. And if he thinks Tua is better, which obviously probably is going to be better, he could pull the trigger and do that. Yeah. I would I not be surprised. Will. I don't think he looks as a defensive-minded quarterback or coach. And, uh, you know, I think Dwayne Haskins could win in the NFL with defense running game and support. I don't think he's ever going to be a quarterback that carry a team. 
don't really think he could be good enough like Daniel Jones of the world, like the Sam Darnold, if you place the right pieces around him. Yeah, I agree. So I, I do think the Redskins are going to take a quarterback. My order for there are five teams um, in the top ten who need quarterbacks. I, in my opinion. And that would be obviously the Bengals, the Redskins, the Lions, the Chargers, and um, I'm missing one. Dolphins, obviously. Dolphins. So, if I like how I see the draft shaking out here is that you know the um obviously Burrow to the Bengals. I think the Redskins well, I mean, are. Bengals actually don't need a quarterback. Andy Dalton is a. They're in rebuild. They're gonna take a quarterback. They need a quarterback well, because they're, they're in rebuild. rebuild. But they don't need it. They don't need it. That is not a, I think they, what they should do is trade out, get all the picks you can and rebuild and keep Andy Dalton. He's still young. Mm. He's still got a lot of football left and he's not a bad quarterback. However, you are right. That is what they're gonna do. They're gonna take Joe Burrow. That's yeah. not a question. They're gonna take Joe Burrow. I think the Redskins are gonna take Tua. I think the Lions are gonna stick with Matt Stafford. I think the uh, the Dolphins are actually going to take Justin Herbert and Jordan Love's going to go to the Chargers. So I don't think the Reds... And, and I'm a Redskins fan, by the way. Uh, that's Chris, my, you have like I five have, teams you're a fan of. I Let's three, be real. I have, I have three real teams. That's the Seahawks are number one and then tied for two. The Redskins are like, okay. So being a huge Redskins fan, I, I think he's going to take Chase Young. I think Because here's the thing, what we don't... But what we all know about Dan Schneider is like he can say he's gonna give Ron Rivera more control than he's gave with these other coaches. But John Schneider is he's he's kind of like a choke uh, or like a Dolan from from the NBA. He's one of those owners. He's not a good owner, by the way. He's horrible, uh, and he's gonna make the decision in the end. And Dwayne he drafted Dwayne Haskins. Uh, they didn't. Uh, Gruden didn't want to draft him. He didn't think he had the potential to make it as an NFL quarterback. Uh, but he went to school with Schneider's son. son. Uh, he's a friend of the family. So I would be shocked if Schneider let that happen and not keep Haskins for the least the next for his whole rookie contract. I would be shocked. So I think he's stuck with him because of that. And if you if you're stuck with him and you get Chase Young out of the deal, I don't think that's a bad a bad thing. I think uh, I truly believe that if I want him to drop two of them, I would I'd, love for him to drop two. I truly believe that if the Redskins uh, don't draft Tua and they go get Chase Young, which I guess that's a Ron Rivera move. He's about his defense. I truly believe if that's the case, that Cam will be a Redskin. I don't think Rivera I, I dislikes Cam. He doesn't dislike Cam, but I don't know if he would be the starter, though. He definitely would have a role, could have a role as a Redskin. I don't know if it's as a starter. I think it could be to um, mentor Dwayne Haskins, because like I said, that owner is stubborn, and that is a family friend. Uh, so I, I don't see Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is going to have to show to not play quarterback in the NFL, and he hasn't done that yet. He has not shown that he can't do it. Yeah. So before the owner moves off of him, he's got to show that. Well, I think Cam Newton to to mentor him, I can see happening. I agree to the extent that oh, I think I think what's interesting about some of the guys that are still out there at quarterback is last year, for like what we really saw as the first time that I can remember is a precedent was set, right? 
and that was by Ryan Tannehill. But a veteran can go to a team that has um, a young quarterback with an unknown situation, and that veteran, if they're if the team is struggling but they have a decent roster, can come in and you know replace them as a what if. And that worked with well, Tannehill, right? That worked big time. You could see guys like well, Jameis well, and Cam calling, end up in those situations. But you're calling Mariota a young quarterback in the same sentence, calling Jane Winston a veteran. They came in the same the same time. Mariota wasn't on his second year, okay? He proven he couldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. Dwayne Haskins is going to get his rookie contract as a Redskin to prove if he can do it or not, just like Mariota did. And then maybe on that last year, like, like Mariota, they're like, nope, it's not going to work. And they do something like that. I don't see it yet. He's too young. He's too fresh, and he has too many connections in, at the top of that organization to be out after eight games because he didn't even start at the beginning. So it, it, it's not – I just don't see it. I would love Tua. I, I would. I also don't see Tua as the second quarterback off the board because of what's going on in the world because they can't meet with him. Because I, Like I said, if, if he doesn't get that hip injury, he's number one guaranteed, even over big game Joe. Uh, I don't have him. As the second off the board, I got Hibbert coming off second and to a third. Unless. So the reason I have that is the Lions are going to go for Hibbert. And, and, and the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins go for Tua regardless. So if, if the Lions don't go quarterback, then Tua will be the number two because I think that's who the Dolphins want. But if the Lions do what I think they're going to do and try to trade Stafford after the draft or, before, or right during the draft, I think they go after Hibbert, not Tua. I don't think they want Tua. I, I think Tua's made it clear he doesn't want to be a Lion. Uh, so I think if they go a quarterback, it's going to be Hibbert. And then, regardless, Tua is a Dolphin. Do you think they keep Stafford on the roster if they take a quarterback, or do they ship him out for big picks? No, they ship him out. They ship him out before the draft, right during the draft. At some point, they ship him out. You know who would love Matt Stafford? I, I think the Chargers are another one. Again, mm-hmm. uh, the Chargers could be a team. Uh, I, I think here's the problem with the Colts because he'd be great for Indianapolis, but you just got old man Phillip for a year. So uh, I think I think when I look at Matt Stafford, what I was going to say, if you look at those fourth quarter comebacks, if you look at his efficiency and you look at that strong arm, I see, I see, with the I see it with the Patriots big time. The other, the other organization I think he'd be great for, I just don't think they'll do it because it comes back to having a young quarterback. I think he could turn around the New York Giants. Oh, no, I think I think Daniel Jones is the truth, dude. I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I think if he could handle, I mean, the man fumbles the ball like it's a greased pig. So did Lamar Jackson his rookie year. Not Daniel Jones, as I said. They had the same number of fumbles. He can't run like Lamar to make up for that. He can run, but he can't run. But if Lamar runs that much and he can learn to hold on to the football, so can Daniel Jones. That's the thing. That is something that's very common with rookies is the number of turnovers, either as fumbles or interceptions. So I think Daniel Jones is going to work on that, and he can. And I think they're too invested. I mean, they took too much heat, and then they started the heat started to go away because he looked good for a little bit and didn't look so good, which is normal for a rookie quarterback, um, unless you sit for a year. I mean, look, the 
what you do is is made very clear with Patrick Mahomes. You sit him for a year around a veteran quarterback and then you put him in. Okay, putting these rookies into these spots, like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Even Lamar sat for most of it behind Joe Flacco. So the best way to do it is to sit them for a period of time to let them learn the NFL. Even if you're running a college playbook, the defenses are much faster in the NFL. Okay, and they're going to have to learn how to read and and have decision-making. So throwing these rookies right in is just not, I I don't think, is beneficial to them. I know that's kind of the world we're in today. Everyone wants instant gratification. They want it now. But if you can have them sit behind a, a veteran, like, look, I think the Colts are very highly likely to take a quarterback. I don't. Uh, so I do think the Colts are likely to take a quarterback if it falls to them. But I wouldn't be. I also wouldn't be surprised to see them wait a bit. Um, I think it depends I if one of those. To see them trade up. I was gonna say I could see him trading up too. I could absolutely see that. I think it has to be one of the five. Like I don't think they're gonna after the the, the big names that are there. I don't think they're gonna go for another one. Uh, definitely not in the first round, but if one of those falls to them, the Hibbert, the Love, obviously, if we don't think Burrow or Tua would fall to them, uh, and there's one more, right? Well, when you look at when you look at the build of Philip Rivers and Andrew Luck, I mean, Andrew Luck was more mobile than this guy, but Jacob Eason is still one of those strong arm quarterbacks who's. Gosh, that's Jacob Eason, uh, got the arm, could sit behind Philip Rivers for a year, maybe two if Philip will sign an extra year. Uh, you know that that could be even uh, a plan for uh, the Buccaneers. Ooh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Got to get a quarterback that can sit behind uh, Tom. Ooh, yeah, Tom wants to yeah. play two or three years, right? He probably wants to play three. That's why he made it so they can't franchise him after his uh, second year. But if you can hang out with Jacob Easton and sit behind Tom Brady for three years, that kid's gonna be can be very special. And you uh, put so him in that uh, that Bruce Arian system. You just drop back in the pocket and let it sling. He's got the arm for it. Yeah, so it's either going to be this year or next year. The Bucks might wait one more year because they, they have a feeling Tom wants to play three. They don't want to make Tom mad. But they obviously know they're going to need a quarterback for the future. Tom's not the future. He's the right now. Let's try to win. Uh, so they're going to draft a quarterback. I don't know if it's this year or next. Uh, if it's next, they're probably going to have a lower draft pick than they did this year. So I wouldn't be shocked if they go get one of those guys. You know, you know love balls to them, but I don't think he will. Uh, I, I think it'll be uh, an or love there. I agree. I agree. So we'll wrap up this conversation. Um, I just want you to give your order on who you think are the best quarterbacks in the draft. Give me those those top four or five guys. Rank them in your favorite order. So my my top five. Uh, I have number one is Tua. He is the best quarterback in this draft. He just has health issues, which is big, and definitely the injuries he's had, not good. The surgery is not good. But if we're talking pure talent, Tua. Go watch the tape. It's not a question, okay? The kid can make every throw. He's accurate. He doesn't have the strongest of the world's arm, but I mean, his dad tied his right arm behind his back. Kid's still right hand. The kid can still throw with his right hand. Like he, his dad made him a left hand. Right? Like that's what his family is all about. Is is making greatness. So he's number one for me. 
But I do think Joe Burrow's number two. Okay, I, I do think Joe Burrow's going to be a, a good quarterback, maybe even a great quarterback. I just don't think he has that it factor to be what everyone's saying he's going to be. Uh, I think he could be good, and I think he could be good in in tight moments, in fourth quarters. He can be solid. He's not going to make. I don't think he'll make the huge mistakes. So I got Joe Burrow number two. Uh, two. For me, three. So I know I know you might get mad at me for this one. Uh, I'm going Love number three. Okay, I got Love number three and Hibbert number four at Eastern Bot. Uh, I think Love was in a bad situation with a bad coach who has all the talent and, and could even be better than Joe Burrow, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. Hibbert, I think, is going to be good, but I think Hibbert's another... Uh, he's another uh, Sam Darnold type. He's another uh, Joe Burrow type. He, he can be good in the right situation. But I don't think he has the it factor. I, I think there's only two quarterbacks uh, coming out anytime soon to have that factor. That's Tua and Trevor Lawrence. Other than that, you got you just got to put these kids in the right spot to be good. Because uh, when you look at great greatness, it, the, the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jackson, the, those guys will be good anywhere they go. Other than that, it's just being in the right situation. Yeah. Uh, so for me personally. My number one, my number one would be Tua, but the injuries again are my concern. So my number one is Justin Herbert. And the reason for that is if you look at his build, you look at his athleticism, you look at his arm strength is absurd. It in terms of his strength of arm and where he can place the ball, it is only comparable in tape to Patrick Mahomes coming out of college. So he, but to me, he's a carbon copy of Cam Newton. Um, and in terms of the it factor, like I was sold in on uh, on his Rose Bowl, right? And you look at his time in Oregon. Oregon wasn't a great team. They were good, but especially his receiver core was so weak, and he was able to carry them into success. So I see Justin Herbert as incredibly special, and I think he showed it as at the combine as well. Um, so he's definitely my number one. Um, I think he's going to be special. I think he's going to be the next Cam Newton. My number two is Tua. He would be number one if he didn't have the hip injury because those can be really severe. A hip surgery can end careers. And so that's a huge concern for me. Absolutely. That's why I'm saying I'm a pure talent. I agree. I agree. I agree on pure talent. He's got the it factor. He's been great in tight moments. And coming in the second half of a national championship for your first game. He is the it factor. If he's healthy, he's going to be incredible. But I'm worried. I'm deeply worried about the injury. So I just can't put him at number one. My number three, I agree. Jordan Love. Because I see Jordan Love kind of in the mold of that athletic quarterback who can make tight throws. And that's kind of in the books of like Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, right? And I think he he uh, um, he was at a bad school. Like, you're right. I agree that he didn't have anything around him to help him. But in terms of talent, number three, absolutely. It's not until I get to number four that I pick Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow had an exceptional receiver core around him, exceptional coaches, and he was able to make it work. I think he is good at a lot of things. I don't think he is great at anything. There's nothing in his game that impresses me to be like a, a top pick. So here's the thing. Once again with the receivers, what did they do before yesterday? Can you tell me? 
Can you tell me, were they, were they top draft picks before he got there? Absolutely. In terms of talent and what they were able to do, they were top draft picks always. In terms of the success they had, no. No, they needed a quarterback that good. But what I'm not I'm not saying he's not I'm not saying they're bad receivers. I think they're great receivers. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they were also there the year before. And they're great. Do you have a word? I think you're both pro ready. They're in a pro style offense. And then all days to if it's not for injury. Okay, injury only can derail his career. Other than that, I don't think anything else can derail his career. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert and Tua are in the same tier of me of special. Tua's obviously above him, but they're in that tier. Burrow to me, like I said, like I think, you know, we've seen it. If he's put in the right system with the right weapons, he can make it happen. He can be a championship. Like he can win a Super Bowl with a great team. But again, I just don't think I just don't think he's that carry a team kind of guy. He's not that huge X factor difference maker. I don't think Hibbert is either. Uh, I actually think uh, Love has a better chance to do that than Herbert. I think we saw I think we saw Herbert do more with less than we saw from any of the other guys in the draft. In the college ranks. Yeah, in the college ranks. All these guys were in the college ranks. In a week Pac-12. He beat, he, even in the Pac-12, You there are elite teams there. He beat elite teams in bowl games. He carried, he carried Oregon in that bowl game. He was the whole team. Name an elite team in the Pac-12, an elite team. There's not one. They're good teams. There's no elite, okay? Uh, that's why I mean, That's why it was the Rose Bowl that sold me. He carried them. He, he did carry them in that game. Uh, I'm not going to say, like, I think Hibbert in, in the right isolation uh, could be. I, I hope the Lions don't take him. I really do. Because I don't think that's under the Matthew Matt Stafford. I think he could have been a great quarterback. The Lions is just not a good organization. And I think their head coach is a fool. Okay, so I hope the Lions don't do that. Um, I, I hope, you know, he would be another one that if, if I was the Bucks, trade up. Uh, I forget where they're sitting, but they're not sitting that far out of these quarterback conversations. Uh, you can trade up if they want to, but you could just Tom Brady out doing that because he, he wants things now, right? So doing it in the future, we're giving away right now for the future might be top rated bad they don't want to do that. Like all right, all right. We're we're out of time here. Um I appreciate your call, Chris. Um, you know, good takes, always hot takes, always informed. So uh yeah, my name's Drake McCray, aka Drax One Million. Uh anything you wanna to say to the fans before we sign off? Thank you, have a great day and stay safe, people. Amen. All right. This has been the Drag Sportscast. Thanks for tuning in, guys.